Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I'm your dungeon master, Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Caleb Cleveland as... Don Colskin. Love that voice. Can never get enough Gonk Colskin. What voice? Jesse Egan as... Judd Bingsley. We all supposed to sound uh, kind of scared? No, we're supposed to sound attractive. Judd Bingsley. There you go. <laughs> You're turning into Captain Friedrich. Judd Bingsley. And A.G. as... Malison Kill. She's back, baby. Hell yeah. And with us again, we have Dave Wright as... Pneumonious Rogar, but feel free to call me Roger. <laughs> Love that character. The uh, Dave, Dave, you have some voices. <laughs> You're introducing an entire new generation of nerds to Thurston Hell. You know what's funny, though, Dave? Uh, you haven't listened, probably, but all your characters do the, the, the signature Dave chuckle. So listen for it, listeners. The Dave chuckle. It's my on-brand. On-brand laughter. So what you're saying is, if this was, if this was like, if we were in a real Dungeons and Dragons world, and like Dave was a changeling who could shift shapes and change. You could into, tell which one he was. You're the Dave Hunter. You would always <laughs> find your Dave. I would know which one. Yeah, because they both sound exactly the same, and then one of them would go, <laughs> and I'd go, "That's him, kill him." It's my famous cackle. <laughs> <laughs> Malison, the last thing you remember was the life draining from you as you were fighting Daddy and his minions to the death. It was an uncharacteristically powerless moment for you. But now you stand, it looks like you're in, it's a weird combination. You stand in, um, you know, you're a giant, a Goliath, larger than most, but you feel like you're a halfling right now. Were, if they taught blacksmithing in high school shop class and this high school was on Mount Olympus, this is what you're looking at. This is a godly high school shop class. There's desks. There's rows upon rows of blacksmithing equipment. And in the corner, you see a towering, 50-foot-tall divine being. He's wearing a flannel shirt and leather pants. Leather nature pants. I got shit for saying the term leather nature pants on a previous episode. So. <laughs> what the hell are leather nature pants? Why are they only for nature? <laughs> You poop in them. You can poop in them. <laughs> he finishes hammering what he's working on. He slowly turns around. He has a pair of tongs and a bolt of lightning, which he is forging. He turns around and you see this figure. He has a comb over, a thick, bushy mustache. Uh, I'm just going to say he looks like Ron Swanson. He uh, turns around, looks at you stoically. You must you be Malison. I am going to uh, do a quick somersault tuck roll and grab a hammer off a hook and then stand before <laughs> Ron Swanson. Nice leather nature pants. Where am I? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the athletics check. We're going to see if you uh, impressed him with your moves. I've been grimed. D20 and add your uh, athletics modifier. Uh, I, I rolled a natural your... 20. <laughs> natural 20. Holy shit. <laughs> Malison Kill, looking more like Carrie Strug doing a floor routine, fighting through a broken ankle and everything. 
ends up handspringing 50 feet towards where the hammers are. These are hammers, by the way, meant for God. So she slings this hammer over her shoulder. This hand hammer for a God is this massive maul in her hands. She flips it in the, up in the air, does a drum major routine with it. And the slightest of smirks and smallest of nods can be seen on the massive figure in front of you. That is impressive. You are an impressive mortal. Let me introduce myself. <laughs> he doesn't say it, but uh, behind him, you notice on the uh, chalkboard, it says Vidar, god of strength and silence. That god is the strong silent type. I don't like mortals. I don't like getting involved in their affairs. It's messy. I'm one of the few libertarian gods. I don't think that's something we do. The good Ron Swanson. I'm being forced to pick a champion. I don't normally like mortals, but you're okay. I do not care what you do with this information, but you have a daughter. If you'd like to see her live, you should probably get to Middenheim at some point. Also, you will need something to help accomplish this. He uh, grabs a, walks up back over to his anvil. He pulls out a fresh lightning bolt, hammers it a few times, and he throws it at you. Surprising having a god throwing a lightning bolt at you, but right when it's about to hit you, it hits Date Rape's Revenge. You have a mace. It is adequate. Now it is a very good mace. In fact, when you look at Date Rape's Revenge, it says in lightning, almost like it's a... It says Wonder Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Way to go, Roy. This is certified very good. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, velvet? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's how Bernie says everything in life. (laughs) You now have a very good mace. Do with it what you will. Look at us up here, chatting it up like a bunch of schoolgirls. You should go. I don't like talking this much. I was gonna, I was gonna make fun of his libertarian nature, but I'll, I'll. Please do. He already hucked a lightning bolt at me, so I'm not gonna ask who's watching his pet tarantula while he's here. Does the tarantula have a name? Mm, yes, it's Fedora. <laughs> Please stop treading verbally on Fedora. <laughs> Such a wonderful Ron Swanson impression. I love it. Well, actually, the free market dictates Fedora prices. <laughs> well, then allow me to buy stock in berets. <laughs> See if I can take you down. Mallison <laughs> uh, rarely talks, but we're going to say that before sending Mallison back... Vidar had to deal with 30 minutes of just uh, of her destroying his libertarian values. Do I need a roll for that? But yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Is there initiative? <laughs> I'm going to give you advantage because I want Vidar to be destroyed on this, so uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Uh, 14 is the highest of the two numbers. Plus one. You rolled a 15 on your persuasion check against Vidar. He is a god. So the check was going to be rather high. And plus, he is a libertarian. And if he was open to new information, he probably wouldn't be a libertarian. So... Is he a libertarian god or a god who's libertarian? Can you create a market so free that even you can't regulate it? Or I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll call it Robin Hood. 
with a 15. Uh, you make some good points. You haven't moved him at all, but maybe in the future, if you want to keep rolling against him, maybe you might be able to turn him to a full-blown socialist. I don't know. Well, maybe that's your storyline. <laughs> right when you're about to deliver the final point of your argument to prevent himself from reflecting at all and having any change internally, he sends Malison back to her world. We're going to leave there, or we're going to pick up with Chud. Chud, the last thing you remember was also being killed by Daddy and his minions. So imagine your surprise when you now stand on a lake. It's, it's not just any lake. This is Green River Lake. This is the lake next to your childhood town of Maloklahoma. And standing out on the lake, you see a figure. She stands about 15 feet tall. Uh, she is not as imposing as Vidar, but she has the same divine essence. You know that this is Melora, the god and namesake of your town. Her long blonde hair. Uh, we're going to say, by the way, she looks like Furbolg Dolly Parton. <laughs> You're from a bit of a country town, Chud, as you know. Yes. Oh, howdy, Chud. How you doing? Howdy. Well, it's been a while since you've been back home. Great to see you. It's great to see you. My Lord, is, is it really true? Are, are you Melora? That's me, one and only, sugar. Great to see. Well, I can't believe. And and this is Green River Lake. How did I how did I get here? I, last thing I know, I was fighting with some bastard named Daddy, and then I I found myself back here near Maloklahoma, my childhood village. Well, I know you've had a rough couple years, you know, what with you being killed by, you know, demon cults, you going to prison for crimes you didn't commit. I was killed? Yeah, don't you remember that daddy character? I do remember fighting them, and, and I remember taking... You need to lay off them raven drugs. They're affecting your memory. <laughs> well, I am guilty of some raven drugs, but... She passes you a joint as she sparks it up, like in front of you. <laughs> yeah, she, she's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't left Maloklahoma without lacquer on these thighs since I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Melora, you're both a good and a bad influence. Hey, I'll take some of that. I'm the goddess of nature. It's from nature, you know. I'm not one of those uptight police gods. Well, I... I love me some grass. I'm covered in this is this whole outfit is made of uh, a grass slash moss substance. Dank vest you got. Well, thank you. <laughs> that is the brand, as you uh, you're absolutely correct. In any case, uh, how, how? So I was killed by Daddy, and and now I'm I'm here with you. Is this heaven? Oh no, sugar, you ain't ready for that yet. But I promise you, you keep doing what you're doing. You keep having the good heart you having, then you can be by my side and. Uh, live the rest of your years when you're done on this mortal world, smoking grass, fishing, roading for bands, whatever Chud wants to do. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we could sing that Jolene song together one time. <laughs> or uh, with a fantasy Jolene song. I'm not sure what her name is in this in this rail. And I will always love you. I want you to know that. I'm always going to love you. Well, thank you, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love-off. Oh, ain't you just the sweetest thing? The size of those udders. <laughs> and if anybody messes with you, I'll change them from a rooster to a hen with one shot. Don't you think I can't do it, neither? <laughs> <laughs> I love all these references. And uh, I'll tell you, it's good to be alive. It really is. So this ain't heaven. So 
So what am I doing here? And by the way, have you seen my brother? I haven't seen him in years. Is, is he back home here in my Oklahoma? Uh, you know, my brother, uh, Mud, Mud Bingsley. Well, I'm glad you asked, Mud. And by the way, you'll have to imagine Bijan sounding like this in the background, because he played Mud. You guys are on the far side of the lake. She points across and you can see Mud. He doesn't seem to see you or Melora, but he's on the far side of the lake. He's skipping rocks. But because he's mud and just dumb, he's just throwing them straight down. Mm. He's not skipping them at the water. <laughs> There's mud skipping rocks. You see, he does it his own way. He skips while he throws rocks directly into the lake. <laughs> it don't really work, but it's fun. <laughs> Hi, mud. Mud, it's me, your brother, Chud, in case you forgot my name. Hi, how you doing? I don't he think he can hear me. sweetheart. Dang it. It's, we're too far. I'm going to have to visit him after after we uh, parlay here. He's doing really well, I want you to know. And I want you to also know that there's a reason. You've uh, you've been through some horrible things that would have broken most men. Why you are somebody strong of spirit, Mr. Chud Bangsley. Do you ever wonder how you were able to keep your son in disposition? Uh, well, I just uh, figure it might have something to do with this grass. No, I don't know, I, I mean. Well, I don't know if you remember. Your brother Mud. He wished for you to be happy. And there was powerful magics in that. I couldn't break those magics if I tried. If I wanted you to be unhappy, hey, not that I would, sugar. I don't think I could. Well, good. I hope you don't break that one. That's uh, that's the only good thing I got going for me. Look, I'm dressed in moss. I got two nickels to my name. I just got killed by a daddy. But at least Mud wants me to be happy. You know, you were you were quite a depressed child. You know, you were you were a young boy sprouting udders. You know, that don't happen too much here in my local home. In fact, a bit of a closed-minded community here. They probably wouldn't uh, take too kind of you using their bathrooms and whatnot in this type of uh, flyover country town. Well, dang, Melora, you, yeah, you really are bringing back a lot of bad memories. Uh... Well, that's just it. Is that the whole reason you were able to? Uh, not be completely traumatized by all the things that's been happening to you just because of that wish your brother could have had anything he could have been he could have uh, you, know, you know what he was going to wish for if he didn't have a brother he was going to wish that he was smart so he could be a wizard like i know you. he was going to wish to have a different name he was gonna, and i told him you could just change your name from mud and he was going to say i think he was going to change it to have t uh, three d's <laughs> uh, that's my brother <laughs> so well the reason i bring it up it's just that there's a lot of there's a lot of trouble coming down, and if you, you can kind of see beyond the town as you as she points in the background, your town is run down. It is not the Mal Oklahoma you remember. Dang. The buildings look dilapidated. Now there's a lot of things that's gonna be coming down. I ain't telling you you have to come home. But your brother Mud, he's gonna be fine no matter what. But this town sure could use you. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you were to, oh, say, ever fight a warforged army in your immediate future. Maybe there's the secret to defeating them in this town. And she winks at you, sugar. Whoa, what in the heck fire is happening to the town? My Oklahoma's getting run down. What, what, what's going on around here? Well, remember that sheriff that one run you out of town after you killed his son, you know, for bullying on you and, you know, doing hate crimes on you and your brother? Oh, I remember. I remember very well, just not his name right now. Well, after the last few years, after, you know, all society failed and the civil war that's been happening in your mortal realm, well, guess what? Your sheriff gave himself a promotion, what with no law above him. He's now a governor. 
a self-proclaimed governor magistrate. And, well, he ruined things with an iron fist. He's saying everything's sad and fake news. I think you're going to have to go down there and fix things. Dang it. Son of a governor. All right. Well, I guess I, I got me a mission. I'm coming back home. Well, great. Much I love having you here. And take one final look at your brother, Mud. You're not going to be able to see him again until you go in person, you understand? Yeah, I do. I do understand. Well, thanks for giving me this chance to see him one last time. I'll be back, though. You have a great one now. Chud Bingsley. 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 Oh, as you like. <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. Thank you. Thank you, Melora. Oh, man. I'm going to be singing that all the way home. You just hear her uh, dulcet tones. Bingsley. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Dolly. Bye, Melora. See you later. I'll be right back. Bye, y'all. And I uh, wave to my brother Mud as I disappear, I guess. It is the dress rehearsal a day before the opening night of Ghostbusters, a play that has never been seen before in this world, a play about some brave warriors who go out and uh, exercise supernatural beings for the safety of everybody else in Sostagaria, in the material plane. On stage, you see four brave warriors, one of them played by, most notably, by the magnetic Bill Cush Marath. Even though it's the dress rehearsal and he's dressed in his ghost fighting attire, he has a martini in his hand, he's wearing slippers, just looks very casual about the whole thing. Rogar, you stand just off stage. Everybody else in this, even in this dress rehearsal, has wonderful, elaborate costumes. They're uh, made of the finest silks. Uh, there's magics imbued into the materials to help create effects for the audience. And there you are, playing the role of Grimer in this play. <laughs> it is a non-speaking part. You are a proud dragonborn, but your skin is sloppily painted green. You seem to be, um, instead of a costume like everybody else, it looks more like somebody just uh, oozed you, like Nickelodeon yacked you or oozed you. A green slime dripped on you <laughs> to, to create this effect that you are Grimer. And while everybody else's costumes are um, industrial light and magic, your costume is clearly backyard wrestling. This is unbelievably beneath me. Please. <laughs> Who says no to that? Nah. <laughs> you having to like, cram hot dogs you don't want to eat in your mouth for this scene, like in the background. So you see Rogar, even though Rogar is hating every moment of this and it's an insult, he is acting his ass off. Well, I'm the finest climber you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> Symmetrical book stacking, just like the Philadelphia Mass Turbulence of 1947. <laughs> Caleb, you should do. You're right. No human being would stack books like this. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's do that scene again. I want to do that scene. Director, sorry, time out. Uh, cut, cut. I'm Bill Cush Marath. I can actually say cut. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm the star. So, uh, cut. Uh, can we just go to the scene where we trap Grimer? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, uh, right away. Um, uh, everybody, everybody, uh, let's just cut to that scene and to the ballroom scene. Fakeman, I saw it. I saw it. It's right here, Ray. It's looking at me. It's an ugly little spot, isn't it? I think it can hear you, Ray. In the script, it says that Rogar is supposed to rush Bill Cush Marath and get his slime all over him. However, uh, when it comes time for Rogar to... Uh, 
begin that part of the scene. Bill Cush takes the energy weapon off of his back and blasts Slimer with it. All right, let's roll an attack roll. <laughs> Bill Cush rolled a 23. Uh, what is your AC, Rogar? We're very offended at the moment is what it is. <laughs> 15. 15. That son of a bitch. Uh, Rogar, you take... We'll say half, because he's not hitting you. Well, you take seven damage, Rogar. Bill Kush pulls out his energy weapon and shoots Rogar with it. When he does, uh, uh, Prestidigitation Magic sends a beam of energy straight towards Rogar. Now, this beam is supposed to do no damage. Rogar, though, you notice an Eldritch Blast when you see one. Oh, I know my Eldritch Blast. <laughs> you know the bitter sting of Glacia's energy when it hits your skin. Bill Kush just found a way to cheap shot you in the middle of the dress rehearsal with an Eldritch Blast and did it in front of everybody without them seeing. Well, I don't take kindly to when people try to do this to me, especially in public. <laughs> so let me tell you. Excuse me, director. I believe he doesn't have any lines. Director, um, can we can we get the extras? Sorry, I just didn't feel like getting slimed there. And uh, he kind of looks at you in the and a sibling is trying to get their other sibling in trouble, looks at you just with that smirk. Well, I just give him a solid stare down with my steely blue eyes. <laughs> and of course, just a little grin of the teeth, a little show of the uh, snarl, if you will. And I'm just going to take this one right on the chin. <laughs> hey, Rogar, it's called being professional. You have a non-talking line. That's why you don't get the lead roles, because you're not professional enough. <laughs> Let's take it from the top. I want to blast him with this beam again. <laughs> you do it, and that will be your last. Uh, and at this point, uh, director says, "Cut, everybody! Tempos are getting too high. Uh, everybody, go to your trailers. Uh, just go, go work on your scripts. Do the actual play tomorrow. I expect to see you bright and early. Go." Uh, and the director dismisses everybody. Bill Cush uh, walks up to you. Oh, still getting the minor roles there, Rogar. Always living in my shadow. <laughs> Can I get you a martini, by the way? A martini? Yes, of course. <laughs> you son of a... He spits in his martini and hands you the one he has, and a um, <laughs> and a groupie brings him a fresh martini. Damn. Ouch. You don't have to take it. You could throw it in his face. You could tell him to oh, fuck I'm himself. Oh, I'm definitely going to throw it in his face. <laughs> I'm tired of this. <clears throat> I throw it in his face, of course, and then let just behind that a... Uh, well, I'm going to hit him with one of our Eldritch Blasts of my own. This one, of course, will be pushing him back ten feet as well. Well, it's of course, as everybody draws their gaze to him and he turns around, I'm going to shoot him right in the buttocks. <laughs> as he turns around to take a bow. All right, um, go ahead and give me an attack roll and a sleight of hand check. doesn't have to be super high, the sleight of hand check. Attack roll is for 13... After he gets hit, he should say, he slimed me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I like that. What's the uh, what's the roll I'm doing now? I'm sorry. A sleight of hand. We're going to see if anybody noticed your Eldritch Blast. I got a nine. Bill Kush turns around to uh, sip his martini. I'm going to distract him by saying, oh, look at that over there, Bill. Is that is that Glacia <laughs> right behind you? <laughs> oh, where? Uh, let's uh, let's see if I can sweeten the deal. Uh, Glassia over here, and he turns around, and you give him a little uh, finger gun to his ass. Uh, there are some cast members who see a bright light coming from your hand, and 
they don't know what the heck has happened. They're a little suspicious, but uh, they didn't, they can't call you on anything. Bill Cush turns around after you shot his ass. <sighs> I'll ruin you like I ruined Lucy Liu's career. I'll ruin you like I ruined my career with the Garfield movie. Other cast members have to get in the way. There's a scrum on the set. <laughs> I've been slimed. Nobody slimes me. Get over here, you, you boulder, boulder dash sane hack. I'm going to do only Wes Anderson movies from here on out. <laughs> Act your way out of a candle sack. Get over here. You don't even um, act. You do the exact same thing in every role. Yeah, but I do it with a, with a really cocky smile, and that's signature. Your cameo in Ghoul Land would have been far inferior to mine. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. <laughs> a stagehands rush to uh, break up this fight between two legendary acting rivals. Can they tear the whole place up? And then at the end, he goes, and the flowers are still standing. <laughs> yes. Many schlubs and ghouls knew what it meant to roast in the depths of the slur that day, I can tell you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. That's such an obscure one. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and I even know that it's schlubs and zools. Yeah. I love that. So I was I like, you that. nailed it. How randomly obscure is that one? There was something that happened in your life at that exact moment of watching that one. That's the only one. Right, and I'm sorry, it's Shubs and Zools. Uh, <laughs> in the depths of the slur. My bad. <laughs> I know. We are in a different part of the city now. This is uh, closer to, a, you might call it the uh, diplomatic quarter of the city. Gonk and Gremel Stonebreaker stand in front of their old friend, Bertrand Sandville and Captain Friedrich. Bertrand is catching them up on all the things that have happened. With the mittens? <laughs> With the mittens. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm just sitting here. I'm sorry, my hands are cold. Just, just, we're, we're in the mountain. Those are great mittens. Where'd you get those? <laughs> I've, I've just had them. I have, one, I have one jacket and one pair of mittens. Uh, two homes, but like the people, people we overreact about that two homes. Like, I have one in DC, one in Vermont. I'm a stricken senator. <laughs> I sold a book, sue me. <laughs> it's not a great book, to be honest. But I'm jealous. I have one home, two jackets. I just appreciate you've enchanted that folding chair you're sitting in so it carries you wherever you want. Oh, Captain Frederick, well, I would have no home so it wasn't for you. Protect and in the middle of this, uh, in the middle of this conversation, Malison and Chud Bingsley appear in a bright flash of life. What is this? <laughs> Howdy, y'all! What in socialism? What was that? You say weird things when you're startled. How you doing, y'all? <laughs> Everyone look at my new Wonder Boy Dang, mace. That thing is sweet. John? Captain? That, that, that is a signal of a doll. That is, that is a godly mace. Uh, all of the dwarven guards at the at these two bright lights, all these dwarven, the city's in a high state of, uh, of emergency. Uh, dwarven guards turn with their battle hammers and uh, flintlock rifles it's okay, it's okay, gentlemen. I know this. I know this is it's okay. It's okay, just just weird wizard shit, wizard bullshit happening here. Don't worry, nothing to be alarmed about. No one's taking your guns. Melison, Melison. Would nobody better take it? Try my gun for me. Call the dead hand. You hear one of the dwarves say. <laughs> I'm from Vermont. We have hunters. It's fine. <laughs> so we, 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 our state has a, a mix of rural. And it's great to see. 
but uh, it is, you, you've come during a very dire time. Mr. Hulskin, uh, as I was telling you, the, 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 the civil war between the Empire and, and the elves and the dwarves is, is, is going to take down this whole kingdom. The, 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 the Warforge army that... Mr. Bingsley, uh, great to see you as well. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to, uh, to talk a little bit. Out of here. Good to <laughs> see you too. <laughs> so where was I? Yes, this Warforged army gets stronger from the souls it collects from the uh, elves and dwarves with slaves. So uh, essentially, as our forces get weaker, we're playing a game of attrition here. In fact, the Warforge, uh, we're fighting a losing battle here. They're actually marching on the city of Advar. This is one of the, this and the elven city are the last two, the last two strongholds of freedom <laughs> in this world. Even my place of Estonia has fallen. It's a, it's a terrible thing, terrible, terrible. Wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it for you. Oh, Lord. Don't tell me, we're your last hope. Help me, Melissa, kill you. I would say we like 99% of his last hope. <laughs> well, Lord, it's been nothing but bad news today, but at least I'm alive to get it. Uh, I feel like we should talk to Tiffy about this Warforge stuff. He might have some insight on what to do. Do you, uh, do, do you know what Tiffy, Gertrude, and, and Kevin are? Oh, haven't, we haven't, they haven't seen in years. They were, since, since, that, since the last time we saw each other, they teleported away. Uh, the, 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 the Empire's invested quite a bit of money into, uh, into killing them. Uh, I'm finding where they are. I mean, I could just call them. I turn on my walkie-talkie. I forgot about the rocky yeah, talkies. <laughs> I just, I just call. Them. Hey guys, uh, should have done this a lot sooner. Where y'all been? Where are you? Uh, dang, I don't have a lot of battery juice left on this thing. You just hear static. I think we're out of uh, our area anyway. Hmm. I'm not getting through. I, I don't know if there's a uh, one of these rocky cell towers nearby. <laughs> Uh, did they uh, did they just ignore your call? Perhaps they hit silence. Perhaps they just don't want to talk to you. Right? Was there, was there a ringtone? It didn't even go to voicemail. Uh, oh, that is disconcerting. Yeah. All right. Well then. <clears throat> well, I guess I got nothing. I got nothing for you then. Can we text on the Rocky Talkies or? Is I've it tried just voice? many times, but uh, Damien won't allow it. I've been sending eggplant emojis to Gertrude for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> he actually sends real <laughs> eggplants. Uh, yeah, I'm just. This is delicious eggplant. I'm, I also am a farmer. I grow. I grow lots of food. I, I would like some eggplant parmesan. One day, Gertrude, I'm quite the cook at home. Yeah, you're working on making it a, a Ben and Jerry's flavor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> on the right side of history, as am I. Caleb looks confused. They're from Vermont. Ben and Jerry's. Okay, never. <laughs> eggplant flavor. <laughs> All machines and socialism. That was a bad thing. Everything I associate with socialism, it's gourds. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all that's in my uh, pantry. You'll find uh, all those three items socialism, abogenes, and eggplants. Captain Mal, you're alive? Oh, that's amazing. Look at that. Your mace got kissed by a guard. It's amazing. What a beautiful uh, new weapon you have, have uh, and you've equipped yourself with. And sure. Oh, my goodness, my sweet shirt. Oh, how I have missed you. Hey, Gong. Uh, yes, uh, yes, Captain Mal, grace me with some of your ageless wisdom. Is this the first time Friedrich and Mal have seen each other since? Yes, since uh, since uh, years ago when uh, that fateful day. Oh, oh, Friedrich is, is Bernie Mittens. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Friedrich is Patrick, Patrick Warburton. Uh, who Malison was having oh, a crush on. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Right, so I see her <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> you are glowing. I'm like, Malison. <laughs> My love, it's been so long, I can't believe it's that you. Yes, good job on the Enterprise car commercials. Thank you, I, I really appreciate that. I thought maybe I overdid it. I'm glad you liked it. 
That's a nice mace. <laughs> if you guys look really hard, you might be able to see Malison's cheek doing something of a blush. I don't know. Maybe it's a bruise from a previous battle. Or perhaps, uh, perhaps you know, some sort of a power line falls down and sends sparks showering mm. over the two of us as I as he <laughs> as he takes my Wonder Boy mace and and marvels at it. Yeah, I just gently handle her mace. You know, this is so shiny. Been having a moment or something? I'm sure you really <laughs> bash a lot of heads with this. It's still got blood on it. Can Bernie be still seated in that folding chair? Can it just be, like, floating around? Thanks, I got it from a god. Holy shit, that's fucking badass. Check out my axe. I, I killed a dragon with it. It's, I wasn't blessed by a god, but it's pretty fucking cool. Malison and Friedrich are having this uh, very erotic conversation about weaponry and things they've killed and weapons they have, and that's when... Uh, uh, Malison notices just like a uh, mother with a child at her side because the height difference is about the same uh, gonk at her side Mal, you're back, Mal <laughs> interrupting this moment <laughs> big smile from a turtle yeah, great to see you there gonk buddy, real good timing not me <laughs> tell me more about your mud brother oh, alright, let's get back to business Captain Friedrich, you are a regular ladies' man. You've got to... Don't let me, please. You've protected me enough. If you take some personal time, talk to Malison if you need. Or, or entertain this little charming gonk, Kolsky. You know. <laughs> gonk, I'm pleased to see you. All right, take it down a couple notches there, Captain. No need to get verbose. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do like a weird sort of side hug? Yeah. Where I just sort of pat him on the shell. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. This is one sentimental reunion. I, 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 this is the most sentimental thing. They're a model of, oh, I promised myself I would cry when I saw you guys. This is, oh. How you doing there, Bertrand? It's nice to see you too. Uh, you still fighting a good fight, I guess, huh? I am. There's a lot, of, lot more wrongs left in the world. The world is a much more dangerous place than uh, it is before you when you went to jail, Mister. By the way, Mister. Gremel Stormbreaker, Captain Oakenbeard, Captain Oaken, King Oakenbeard is uh, could probably use uh, one of your expertise in, in the War Council to try to figure out what to do to stop this Warforged army that we're looking for a way. If only there was some way we knew of how to stop this Warforged army. Like if somebody met it with a god earlier and perhaps mentioned some sort of clue or easter egg but damn it we just <laughs> don't have that kind of luck here in that bar well you're talking to four people who've been killed and came back to earth and what have you but i ain't got no clue wish a god <laughs> had given me some sort of foreshadowing that'd have been awesome but no i got reborn into this world as naked as i was when i hatched my shell <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're just going to keep planning until we can figure out some way, some way that perhaps divined itself into our storyline for how to stop this thing. All right, well, Gremel, the, the king could use you. My my audio wasn't working at the time, <laughs> but I really do like the way that you kept your folding chair and sort of just like sit in it as it's like animating around with your gloves folded like this. <laughs> well, thank you. As you notice, I have a, 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 a I sustained a, a critical damage to my body uh, the, the last time we met. So if you look, 
Uh, you, and you can look and you can see he has several uh, clockwork parts, like a clockwork legs, uh, clockwork warforged arms. And if I press this button here, a folding chair comes out of these legs and I can sit wherever I want. That is perfect. I would just <laughs> use that. Go, go, gadget folding chair. Oh, I can sit anywhere. <laughs> He's more folding chair than man. <laughs> Right, well, um, well, I guess we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, on the plus side, while we were sitting here waiting for our doom, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, we got some genuine, genuine heroes. Maybe you guys could uh, figure out some way to help this city as well as the elves, you know, before we're crushed. Really quick yes, question, though, Barney, uh, Bertrand, sorry. Uh, when somebody does, when a god does deliver, like, a prophecy from on high about how to solve a problem, what do you call that? When you have a machine... <laughs> <laughs> and the god comes out the machine, right? It's a oh. it's a figure of speech. It's something Greek or Latin or one of them funny words. I don't know. I, I just uh, the Deus Ex my I don't know something about. That's the one. It's like when you when uh, I don't know. You you could be ha- seize the day. That's, Carpe diem. Sure. I think is what it. If I, listen, if I were the name of the gods, that I would think would have some way of defeating the Warforge, if such a thing even exists, which I doubt it even does. It would probably be some goddess of nature, perhaps Melora. I'm a big fan of Melora with the Green New Deal. She probably has some Green New Deal that would help those Warforged. The one that looks like Dolly Parton, a Dolly ex machina. Well, I talked to Melora, and she told me I gotta go home. She said I need to go home and help save my home. On the range. All right, well, uh, Mr. Bingsley, you can go home whenever. Um, yeah. Well, you should get your uh, your cud, brother. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, this city's kind of doomed, so uh, you Good. know, this might be your last. We have a USO show coming up tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta get out of here. I guess uh, it's gonna be the last thing to raise the spirits, bring some hope into this dwarven citadel. Well, I'm gonna stay for that. Uh, who is playing at the USO? Do, it's not. Uh... <laughs> when you say you're bringing hope to the citadel, do you mean Bob Hope? Oh, that'd be amazing. Really, you're gonna have him? You see a golf ball uh, roll past you. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in a golf cart, in a, in a fantasy golf cart. Ah, this might as well be like a par 792. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Driving uh, by you. It's Dorf! <laughs> Tim Conway! <laughs> it's about a par 792. <laughs> Is that Congress? Well, oh, Caleb, I love you. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't be the one to tell you this, guys, but uh, after this USO show, I, there's not a lot of hope. First one in this war. You gotta go say goodbye to people. Go say goodbye. Because uh, this this place, you know, perhaps you could hide amongst the general populace, but uh, I don't anticipate that uh, that uh, next week the dwarven city of Adbar will remain under dwarven control, if you know what I mean. Well, we'll see. I just, I, I, I do, I gotta just run home real quick, see what they say, and then uh, I'll be back. Uh, maybe I... Maybe we'll have some news. I don't. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what uh, they need me for at home, but uh, they said that's you know primary, primary on the list. That's top of the list. I gotta do that first. Hello, Melora's telling you to go home. You should probably go home. She knows more than me. I'll tell you that. She's a wise lady. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, she's like a. Uh... No, if there's a if there is like an apocalyptic crisis, we should definitely just fart around. <laughs> Tell you what, let's just, everybody pull out a metal folding chair. Let's just sit here for a little bit till the USO show happens. And uh, let's just watch the uh, Wolf Watch Army. Just uh, march right through this. Uh, I have a school teacher that can send me them mittens. All right, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. If you, uh, I just hate missing Bob Hope. But if that's the deal, 
if somebody could just film it for me on their rocket talkie once that technology is available i'll go home now and i'll oh, see we, what we, the we, hubbub we, is we can about tomorrow. The there's, no, there's no need there's no need my, my local home is only two days away we got seven days before the city falls we get you there and back in no time i'm gonna need a ride does anybody do we still have a ship oh that's right it's, uh, a, it's a less than a date by your ship yeah if i could get it just a quick uh ride mal if you don't mind yeah i guess uh, do you want to go now, or you want to? I'll walk? give you a ride in eight days. <laughs> in eight. What was that? What? What she say? I believe she was making a joke. Let her, let her, let her flirt with Friedrich. <laughs> she said she'll give you a ride in eight days. But again, I want to uh, emphasize to you, oh, Mr. Binks, okay. that uh, you know, if you just simply wait until after the show tomorrow, you could uh, perhaps you guys could do both. Okay. Well, that's the, that's the best. I mean, then heck, I, I get to watch Bob Hope. I'm excited. I'm going to be front row center. Excellent, excellent. I'll, uh, I'll get some front row seats for all of us. All front row seats. And it's not like going to the movies. The front row in the, it is really good. Really good. You're not going to be staring straight up at the uh, actors. Beautiful. So Bob Hope first. Then go home, get the secret to defeating the Warforge second. Perfect. Thank you very much. That has been our episode. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, AG, where can people find you? Ah, well, on Twitter at Muller She Wrote. And of course, you can listen to the Daily Beans Pod and find us at Twitter at Daily Beans Pod. And I have a new show called Clean Up on Aisle 45. And you can follow us follow us at Aisle 45 Pod. That's A-I-S-L-E 45 Pod. Nice. Aisle 45. Can't wait to listen. Caleb Cleveland, where can people find you? You can find me at Caleb is Drawing as soon as I snap out of character. <laughs> and uh, you can find me at on the end of on all your friendly neighborhood uh, <laughs> social medias. Yes, I, I typed it. Caleb is draw apostrophe I N. I, I, what is this? No, no, that's not accurate. <laughs> no, it's just Caleb is drawing. He draws me in to the no pants party. That's. <laughs> I can't tell where Caleb begins and Gonkey. Party in my. The party in my pants? <laughs> party in my pants? Are you inviting me to a party in your pants? <laughs> Jesse Egan, where can we find your pants party? Just like my Bob Hope impression. All right, everybody. <laughs> What's that? I want to do one last impression. Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused, they an, caused explosion. an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's, it's true. true. This, this man, man has no has dick. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Jesse Egan Comedy on all social media. Thanks, Damien. My pleasure. Dave Wright, where can people find you? You can find me on all uh, on the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, Dave. Oh, the right, Dave. I get it. <laughs> see, see what I did there? <laughs> I don't. Please explain it to me. Walk me through it, please. <laughs> yeah, what I did was... Uh, a pun, a bad dad pun on my name. <laughs> By the way, Damien, your photo looks like Willie Nelson from far away. <laughs> my photo. Do, can, do you know that artist, Caleb? He's uh, he did that's that's art from Icewind Dale too. Oh no, I'm sorry. Small... That's that's Jesse Egan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like his. I was like, Interesting. Da- Damien's looks like a. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's uh, Willie Nelson? Yeah. yeah, Willie Nelson during his young warrior years where he wore chainmail. Willie Nelson when he was a gladiator. Now every time I see you, Willie Nelson, I'm going to expect him in like full armor. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Nelson singing, are you not entertained? I'm a cannabis advocate. Uh. <laughs>
And I have been your dungeon master, Damian Mercado. Please reach out to the show at Awful D&D. Check us out on Patreon. We have so many great rewards for our listeners, and we would love for you to join us. You can do that on Patreon. Search for Awful D&D. Can we call them <laughs> Tears for Fears? Tears for Fears. <laughs> so support our Tears for Fears. Thank you very much for listening. Later, nerds. Bye. <laughs> Bye.